I didn't realize it was. I mean, there's got to be a difference in size between your (laughs) box and all the shit that's coming to you. Yeah, this box is much bigger. (laughs) And welcome. (laughs) And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. Hey, the Dynasty Madman at Dynasty Madman. (laughs) And Shane Manila. Hey, Shane Manila. I got a new hat. Yeah, the reason I'm laughing, I mean, obviously I was gone last week from being sick, but this, prior to starting us talking, what is this, Jeremy, the second time Shane's got a package that he didn't bother to look at, and you were mentioning about the box, because we're waiting for a bunch of stuff for our show, right? Yeah, he's supposed to get some HQ crew stuff shipped to his house, and I'm assuming it's a pretty sizable box full of koozies and stickers and stuff, and he gets a hat, and and he thinks that that might be it. Like, there's got to be a difference in size between the hat box and the box full of shit that we ordered. I don't know. I mean, I I just assumed, look, koozies are small, right? So I'm like, all right, maybe we can fit... A thousand in a box, right? <laughs> okay. okay. Um, in the same size box, a hat comes in. A thousand yeah, stickers, koozies. <laughs> stickers aren't big, right? You can fit a bunch in that. So I just yeah, assume, I gotcha. That no. makes sense. No, but the, yeah, the the package that I um I ignored twice so far today <laughs> that I walked past in and then back out and then out and then back. I in hope nobody door. steals it. Wait, you're back. saying there's a package sitting at your door and you walk past it? It's it's you know I live in an apartment complex. So I'm sitting down in where our mailboxes are. But aren't you afraid? What if it was somebody something else? Steal, somebody would steal I've it. Had, I've had televisions delivered here. Uh, <laughs> computers. I, you did not leave those out in the street for two days, though. It's not in the street. <laughs> it's it's, it's in inside the building, vestibule. Right? Oh. You know what's really cool if you think about it? Whoever's listening to this, go. Oh my God! They ordered a thousand koozies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to that. So, hey, listen, uh, thanks for doing the show last week when I was sick and uh, everything was cool. But tonight we have a great guest, right, Jeremy? And didn't something weird happen with our guest today? (laughs) Yeah, tonight our guest is Implied Targeted Murderer 13. Um, As I told Shane when he asked who the guest was this morning, and it took him, I don't know, most of the day to figure out who the hell I was talking about. No, he didn't have time to look at it. I was like, you got to figure, you can figure out who this is, the guest tonight. Then he finally had his aha moment when he had time away from work. You tell him, Shane. Yeah. I, you ruined the story. And <laughs> um, I think about it in my head. But, yeah, no, yeah, Jeremy sent it to me this morning said, oh, you'll love tonight's guest. Because um, as I think everyone knows, um, lots of times it's a surprise to me who's on the show. Um, <laughs> Everything well as, about the show is a surprise yeah. to him. <laughs> As well as many other things. Um, and he sent me, it was an implied targeted murderer 13. And um, it took me nine hours to figure out who the f*** that was. <laughs> said we're talking rookies with implied yeah. targeted murderer 13. The best Even part is the 13. The 13. There. Yeah, the 13. You couldn't come up with something for the 13? <laughs> but, so when it finally hit me at uh, 5.07 on the way home, um, what what struck me was the implied, and I was like, "Oh, tacit." Oh, oh, so yeah. See, I would never have got that. It, that's that's the editor in both of you guys, right? Shane's good with words, and so is our guest, Tacit Assassin at Tacit Assassin. He's really good with words too, and I just thought it was kind of funny coming up with synonyms for his. <laughs> His Twitter handle. No, I think that's pretty good. So, yeah, he's going to join us in a few. But before that happens, we're going to talk about a little bit of news. And our news tonight is brought to us by Thrive Fantasy. Right, Shane? Right. You get money. Um, (laughs) If you you put down $50, they will match that. Um, If you put down at least $20, they'll match that. So anywhere between $20 and $50 when you use the code... Dynasty HQ on caps. But so go do that because um, if you do, then they'll give us money. And I like when people give us money. Wait, wait, wait. If you really think about what you just said, Shane, you didn't tell anybody what Thrive Fantasy even is. You it's gambling. It doesn't matter. Just go gamble. <laughs> you like gambling, you degenerates. I see you on Twitter. What? Not you two. I mean, oh. to listen to the show. Everyone loves gambling. Gambling's fun. You can win a million dollars. Easy. So all of our listeners should go sign up at Thrive Fantasy. Use Dynasty HQ as the promo code. Deposit at least $20, and they'll match the deposit. 
And then when you're a millionaire, you can thank me. Awesome. Yes. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody does win like a million dollars and then they tweet, hey, thank you, Shane. It had nothing to do with me and Jeremy, but thank you, Shane. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Like I pretend to care about people and I want them to do well, but that would kind of annoy what? me. I'd be like, you're what? so full of shit. What? You don't pretend. I want to win. You don't pretend. You, you really about care people. about people. Hey, there's something to this gambling stuff, guys. I don't know if you noticed in your league threads or, you know, just with people um, that, you know, talking about, hey, you want to play online poker? No, no, I really don't. <laughs> I wish I had more time, but I, not, I don't really want to play poker with you guys. It's cool that we're in a fantasy league. And I'm, I'm, you know, I really don't play poker that much. It, it probably would be fun with some of these characters. But, yeah, in a lot of league threads, it's just recently different people. Uh, yeah, let's start up a, a poker night. I'm like, wow, man, really? This quarantine's driving people. Nah, you know what? Poker, poker was a thing. I remember a couple, a couple of my leagues guys started that. I just, I'd love to. I just, I don't have the time because I'm very, very busy. And you don't have the money right now either. Like that. <laughs> for me, it was that. It for me, it was that monkey knife fight thing. I had a whole bunch of bets on the Super Bowl, and I lost every single one of my prop. Oh, no. Did you tell us that? You lost every one of the prop bets. No, I didn't tell you. But hey, listen, I mean, it wasn't much. It was $30 worth of stuff. And they were all $2 and $5 bets. But I lost every single one. I mean, and most of them, even though I wanted the the, uh, Bucks to win, so many of them had freaking, uh, you know, Mahomes in there and Kelsey Mm -hmm. in there who did absolutely nothing. You had fun with it, right? Because you didn't wager a lot of money. Just like if you go to a gambling hall or, you know, a gambling hall, you go to a casino or something. And I'm prepared to lose this much money. I take it in. I'm like, you know, this is how much I'm going to spend. And I'm cool if I lose it because I prepared myself. But I don't, I, I, you know, like league league fees for fantasy football. I've already kind of written it off. If I win, it's a, it's just a bonus. It's yeah. like, I definitely won. I, I never really lose because I just, oh, I'm going to spend this much money on this. Yeah. So what, not did, a gambler. Did, that was a long story from the three of us. Basically, an important thing is, um, yeah, I guess it was. Gambling's fun. We moved yeah, on from the gambling. On. I thought we were just talking about personal stories, dude. Oh, we don't tell personal stories here. We don't <laughs> yes, we do. Why not? Fry Fantasy Dynasty HQ. <laughs> okay, so then fine. Let's go into the news the then. This show is literally a deep dive into your life, bro. It, it's so funny. He always says that. He always says we don't talk about personal shit. But yes, Jeremy and I don't talk about personal shit. But you do. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, Tyrell Williams was released. Not not a surprise. Uh, Jimmy G, according to John Lynch, he really believes that Jimmy G will be the team starting quarterback next year. Which yeah. Is, um, San Francisco. Which is, um, I always find it funny when GMs put out statements like, I really think this is going to happen. Like, bitch, it's your team. And he's in charge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm? And he's in charge too, so he right. really thinks it. It's kind of like what we talked about a couple weeks ago. There's so much talk that happens in the off season because there's nothing else to do, and then what? 50, 70, 80 percent of it never really happens. You know. I believe they want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo until they find somebody better. So why not yeah. just say that they're going to keep him, even if they don't want to keep him? I mean, yeah. it just makes good sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as much as fun as it would be for us, <laughs> for John Lynch to come out and be like, "Look, this guy isn't very good." I know he's really this guy sucks. and I know he gets to bang porn stars. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> Up, we should not <laughs> have given this guy all that money, and we did. Um, and if we could get him off our team, that'd be fucking great. Has <laughs> has there any has there ever look has there ever ever been anybody that was honest with us and said shit like that? I don't yeah, think I'd so. Straight right? up trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Jonathan says I'll straight up trade him for Mitch Trubisky today. Yeah. I can't stand yeah. you. I'm just saying they all say the company line. They say the right things, but would it be really cool if somebody did just come out and say the, the truth? <laughs> I'd, I'd fucking love it. I'd become a fan of their team. It could be <laughs> the Patriots or uh, I don't know uh, about some that. other god awful franchise. I would be there. For, uh, I would love them. They just uh, come out stone faced and dryly say that. Yes, we no longer want Jimmy Garoppolo on our team. We feel he's he's not very good. <laughs> he's very inadequate. Very inadequate. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then Big Ben's definitely going to be back, according to uh, Art Rooney. Yeah, he says he's definitely going to be back, but they they haven't figured out that whole money situation. <laughs> right, is his yeah. back going to be back? <laughs> it, no, it's a big it's money situation too, right? I know you always like to look it up, Shane, but isn't yeah, it a lot of money? It's 
$41 million next year, wow. which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not good with math. Right. But <laughs> that's a cap's lot. $180 million a lot. next year. Right. <laughs> yeah. That means his salary would be more than a quarter oh my of their God. salary cap if it didn't get restructured. Or wouldn't it be a little less? Wait, how much did you say it was? It would be more, actually. $41 million. So a quarter is one-fourth. Right. But you said right. how much was the total? Oh, wait. No, it's less. Yeah, it, okay. exactly. It's less. Yeah. So four <laughs> times four is 16. <laughs> no, it's, it's like 20%. <laughs> There you go. You know what's so funny is I paused for a second. I was like, wait, did maybe I didn't hear the number right. <laughs> I thought I was wrong. 41 million divided by 186. So it's 22% roughly. You were right on. You were right on. No, if it was, okay, whatever. But yeah, no, I that that was the big thing that I had heard when I heard on the radio today was the money situation that, that they would have to yeah. deal with, you know. <laughs> Okay, got very quiet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, well the <laughs> funny thing funny. is, is on the show sheet there is no news, so I don't know what you're doing. Okay. You're just reading there's off a, a what. <laughs> well, hey, listen. If that's all the news that we have, then why don't we bring in our guest and let's get on with talking about rookies because he really knows his shit when it comes to rookies. So, yeah, who do we have? Zach Reed. Is, is it- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're killing me, <laughs> Jeremy. Let's bring him in. <laughs> Wait, Zach, before you start, let's let's introduce you and let's talk about this because it's actually interesting and it's actually something that we're all dealing with right now. So um, it, we're back and we kind of started to having a discussion. But, be- but before we go into that, let's introduce our guest. Zach, I don't know if you heard what Jeremy did to Shane today to try to guess who you are tonight. But uh, Jeremy, why don't you to introduce Zach? We're here with the Implied Targeted Murderer 13 uh, in the Dummies Podcast. Look at his face. That's the best handle ever. (laughs) Zach, that's how he he told Gene who was our guest today. But it's really Tacit Assassin 13. It's Zach Reed. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. And then I want to talk about what we were just talking about. Well, it, it's great to be back on with you guys. It's been a long time, and and you are always my one of my favorite shows. I listen to you uh, religiously. You're one of the because I suck at trades. <laughs> I suck at trades, and like and and I also miss the banter. Like the, there are so many podcasts that are just like. Okay, uh, you know, Rondell Moore had uh, 217 yards. You know, it's like, okay, like that's <laughs> my great. wide receiver is bigger yeah. than yours. I said, but but I want but I want I want to have that that interplay that personal. I mean, you guys are are my friends, and you were my friends before we ever even met because I listened to you. And and so like it's it's just it's nice to be it feels like old home week. It's nice to be back. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And 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 I do want to say it, it's actually one of the things I was going to mention. We do have a lot of friends, and we have a lot of people that that we we enjoy having come on our show. But you are definitely one of the people that are always out there promoting us, always out there telling everybody about us. And you know, the, the three of us, we really appreciate all the love and support you give us. Well, you're you're three great human beings first of all which i appreciate and then you, quick. you do great what no, speak sure. for me i'm sorry speak for uh, me, I, don't speak for me Michael. I can speak oh, for you because appreciate. you don't know how i feel bullshit because i know i know there's a lot of people in this industry and i know how much you love him oh look look at zach we're gonna talk about it but he's already moved on to something else i don't know what he's doing <laughs> i'm sorry there was a, a light he was so excited when he found out you were coming on the show at 5.07 p.m. when he texted me, oh, my God, I know who it is. <laughs> he was so excited. Well, it, it, 12 it, hours. And, and, and I, I appreciate what you say. And it actually kind of rolls into what we were discussing as we were going on to, back onto the air. And, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, with COVID-19 and with so many people being quarantined, there's been a lot more presence on 
Twitter and in the podcast universe with Fantasy Football Podcast. There's there's so many new shows popping up every single day, and there's so many new Twitter accounts popping up every single day. So I, I just thought what you were saying, Zach, before we went back on the air was an interesting point, and that's why I thought we should talk about it. So go ahead. It's just a weird double-edged sword because you have all of these new people coming in, which is great. Uh, you know, you've, you've got this enthusiasm, this kind of renewed fervor for fantasy football and and dynasty in particular because that's the those are the circles that that we run in and but you also have uh people come in fresh who (laughs) either don't have a process or haven't been kind of plugged in the way that we have for i mean i've been doing the dynasty dummies podcast for six years like when 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 i started doing that show it was like dlf it was under the helmet it was Dynasty Happy Hour started at the same time we did. Uh, there was a show with Tim and Kelly called The Red Zone, and there might have been one other. Dynasty and, and Nerds, now, maybe? Dynasty yeah, Nerds? Nerds. Yeah, ner- yeah, Nerds have been around forever. So, And actually, it was the Nerds. We were in a Nerds uh, a DM. We were doing a, uh, a mock draft, and mm. that's how we got – like Kyle and I got started with the Dynasty Dummies is we were asking uh, rich questions, and then John Bosch happened to be in there. and But – you know, I, we've been around for so long that you forget sometimes that not everybody has seen <laughs> all of the. You know, so we're we're like right now the the metrics community is re racking the um, you know the 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 other players on your team uh, push push a guy down. It's it's the right now we're talking about uh, Terrace Marshall, where where everyone's like, oh, Terrace Marshall should be way high up because he had Justin Jefferson on his team and he had. And it's like, no, no, we've done that. We did this three years ago. <laughs> yeah, like Peter, Peter Howard went through this entire thing <laughs> about, you know, vacated targets and 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 how talent actually draw. And it's like, we don't have to do this again, do we? And yeah, I, I, to me, it's like age. when you've seen you see breakout a movie age. and you're like, you know what? I remember this the first time when it was this movie. It's it, well, it's like deja vu or something. That's breakout age. I've seen a lot about breakout <laughs> age this year. And I'm very interested in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interested. Like, yep. Uh, I didn't, you know, the first time I heard it, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense, but it's got a high hit rate. And now, you know, the 17th time I've heard it, I'm like, no, no, guys, this is this is church. This is gospel. Stop. I know we're the old wire. guys in the room. <laughs> and I don't want to be the, the guy that's like. Like Zach just said, like, like we've seen this. We're the old guys. Yes, we've seen several cycles of this. Just trust. But and my favorite is when you see somebody try to explain to like Peter Howard or Anthony Amico <laughs> or or Adam Harstead, like something that they came up with like five years ago. And they're no, no, no. This is great. You need to. And it's like. <laughs> All right. All and, right. I see you. You know, and it's interesting because like you say six years, we're going into our fourth year now. And and we were around when I remember talking with so many different people about how small of a niche we were and, yeah. and there was a certain amount of podcast. I mean, we were only out for what, guys, three months or something. And then we got voted mm. like third best on that ranking that one year from Ryan McDowell, a podcast, because there wasn't really that much yep. content out there. Okay. Well, hold on. Don't say because there wasn't that much content out there, because I'll still say our podcast is more entertaining than 98% of the bullshit that's out there. 100%. And I did. Like. Anyone, I did not. I, I, I did not mean that. That's the reason we were number three. It was there's, just. It was really cool that we were only out for three months and we were number three. But yes, there's probably eight thousand podcasts on right now. Fantasy football. Yeah, the Can past two years it has exploded, and especially I've, the past six months. I've attempted to listen to every one of them <laughs> because that's what I do. I like hearing new voices. I like hearing new ideas. I like being entertained. <laughs> you know, um, same reason I listen to the fantasy footballers. It's entertaining. Sometimes they don't really, I don't want to make it sound like this, but like I don't listen to them for strategy, but they entertain me. Well, right? but, but that's, and that's their focus. Their focus is more on right. redraft anyways and entertainment. And when we first started, we wanted to be entertaining as well and have fun because there was so much of that analytical dry stuff that you were talking about, Zach. And, and the only thing I'll say right now, it is great to have all these new people in here. And, and it's not saying that, None of them are good because there's a whole bunch of them that are good. But the problem is, is the consistency. And right now, everybody's home. A lot of people can't go anywhere, so they're doing it. But once the world gets back to normal, which, you know, hopefully that happens in this this coming year, 
a, a lot of those shows may just disappear because it is very difficult to do it every single week. Granted, I wasn't here last week, but I was very sick. But I mean, we've we've been consistent for all, all four years of putting out a show every single week. And, and there's a lot of people that right now are really into it, but you know, in a year from now, who knows what'll happen. And I'm still mad at Shane for the one time he missed in three plus years. <laughs> that was not okay to take off that. I, I'm sorry. But it was COVID and I um I recorded through st- COVID. <laughs> exactly. He recorded through COVID. So it makes me you feel know, bad that I didn't record last week when I was sick. But <laughs> when Zach was mentioning um, DLF under the helmet, uh, Dynasty Nerds, um, Dynasty Dummies, it's funny because when I started listening to fantasy football podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour. Um, it's basically those ones that I listened to Mm -hmm. a couple that went away. Yeah. Um, and I still listen to them, but I've cycled through roughly a cabillion other ones. You know (laughs) what I mean? For every, for every dynasty and chill, I find where it's Scott Connor, who obviously I adore, um, in a manly, loving (laughs) wife way, whatever. Um, (laughs) you know, there's there's 14 other podcasts that I gave a shot to that I'm just like, no. For every, you know, FF Confidential, um, for every uh, <laughs> Dynasty Theory with John Bauer. I like love both of those. You know what I mean? There's 17 other ones that I tried out and I was like, this is bad. You should not podcast. <laughs> no, I would not say that to people because that's mean. But if they DM me and ask me, I will tell them bluntly, like. You're, you're full of shit. You will not. You will say, oh, do it. It just, it's great. Have fun with it. <laughs> You're not going to tell them their choice. Along the lines, like, look, it's not about what other people think. It's not you. It's me. Oh, my God. Uh, No, you would never do that. But I I just thought it was kind of an interesting conversation that we were having before going on air. And I thought it would be something we should really talk about. Um, You did mention, Zach, that you're not on a regular basis. When I just said that thing about regular basis, what is your process for doing all this? So we were on a regular basis for five years, and then it was kind of this uh, combination, this perfect storm of uh, Kyle and his wife had their second child uh, about a week before COVID hit. Oh, wow. And so we had done done 194 episodes going into March last year. J. Mike and I, two episodes ago, recorded our 200th. Oh wow! So so yeah. we we've done five episodes in the last year, basically. Uh, oh, I didn't and, realize. So yeah, it's the well, opposite of what people are doing in, during COVID. Yeah, well, and and it was it was you know it was really difficult. Uh, it was really difficult to get Kyle uh, kind of pulled back out of his malaise, and 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 he I don't I don't know if if he's ever coming back to record or not. I don't know, uh, but but I am still kind of interested enough in the community and have enough thoughts uh, occasionally that, that I, I put out, you know, I put out podcasts when I feel when, that. Yeah. When, when something strikes me. So like a lot of what I've done uh, during, during this past season, because like really, and I know that this is a little bit taboo, but in season is a grind. And I don't, I don't really have much to offer people in season. Like if you want to listen to a, a show that does a recap, I mean, there are a bunch of those that are out there. I yeah. mean, football guys, there's a great one with, with, with Cecil Lammy and like, I don't need to do that. And, and so what I had had done is when something strikes me on, uh, on Twitter or, or I have a, a thought or, a, you know, a lot of what I attack is the, the mental aspect of the game. So, so I'll, I'll attack psychology. And when something hits me, I'm like, oh, well, I'll do a show. You know, now it's, it's rookie season. And that's, that's my, I think my biggest contribution to the community is, yeah. is I've gotten to the point now where I'm, I'm all right at evaluating rookies and I've got a pretty good process. And so now I feel like I should be putting out some content. And so I am. You know what's great about that, Zach, is we, we sometimes tell people behind the scenes of like our show sheet and stuff like that. For our show sheet tonight, it says that Zach's the guest, but under the topic, it just says rookies, 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 rookies. <laughs> is all it says, <laughs> which is perfect for you, you know? Is Zach's, Zach's one of those uh, filmish people, <laughs> appreciates analytics um, and thresholds, and he's. Every time I look at a college running back and they have 19 receptions, I go, oh, 
Ooh, so close. I'm sorry. We don't have 20. Um, Cause you know, that Zach's threshold and Zach's uh, hit on some wide receivers these last few years. Um, and he did try to talk me out of JJ or Sega white side a couple of years ago, but I had my Eagle blinders on and I was like, no, 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 no. he's going to be good. Uh, Zach definitely knows what he's talking about. So take notes, kids. And speaking of that, on on Zach's Twitter account right now, your pinned tweet is from three days ago, it looks like, but you gave everybody your top 12 pre-combine 2021 rookies, right? Yeah, yeah. Although, unfortunately, we're not getting a combine, but I was, it was, this would have been combine weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you, give you my rankings. I usually do that every year just to, to kind of uh, get out there. It keeps me honest. Um, because, because once you put that out on Twitter, people can go back and look at it. You could, you could go back and search. Uh, I've done that every year that I've been doing rankings. So, uh, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned that I've, I've kind of hit on a couple of wide receivers the last few years. And the reason that is, is because I missed on so many in the beginning and I revamped my process and I started to listen to guys that, that do analytics. You know, I started to listen to people like Peter Howard and, and, and understand that they're casting this huge wide net. Okay. That's what analytics can do is, is they can look at everybody all at once because they've got all the numbers and they'll tell you the likelihood that a player has to to come in and be successful in the NFL. And they're going to find guys that I can't watch that I just don't even know about. And so I act like a seagull. So, you know, they have this net full of fish and I just go in and go, Oh, that one's mine. And that one's mine. And that one's mine. And I like, you know, same here. And, and so it, it, it is because I have revamped my process and adapted my process and, and understand that what, analytics is doing is not perfect and what i'm doing with film is not perfect i can combine the two and get closer hmm. and, and that's what i do so that's your revamp process is to combine the two yeah yeah uh, but but what you're seeing with my film notes with with that that tweet from last week mm-hmm. is just strictly my film evaluation so that will change when we get ready to do rookie drafts my ranking will be different than that because that will include uh, information that I've taken from from numbers guys I trust that will include me going back and rewatching some guys because if Ray Garvin loves say Jalen Waddle and he sees something in Jalen Waddle that I didn't see I'll go back and watch and say all right either I see this or now nah, we're we're having completely different uh, views and and that's fine too I mean I, you don't have to agree with me. And then you get draft capital because draft capital matters as much as we want to think that we're <laughs> great at this and can predict. Like, it, it, really, the NFL tells us what chance uh, a player is going to have for opportunity exactly. by draft capital. Exactly. And if you have that, you know, that changes things, too. So so this right now is just me looking at film, uh, going through and and giving a uh, a one through ten in a five uh, point increments to 11 different traits that I find are valuable uh, for, for players uh, and receivers. I, this is something I've been talking about lately a lot, and I don't want to, like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being loquacious. No, I'm please. up your whole show. But, no, 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 that's why you're here. It's fine. But, but one of the things that I've, I've really been kind of toying with lately is we have receivers as this category, but there are really four or five different types of receivers. And so you've got the the X receiver that you're going to see with Jamar Chase who can go split out wide and he can beat press coverage and 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 you know be down the field and go up over guys in high point. You got players like Rondell Moore who are tiny. I mean, he's 5'9", 180, but he gets <laughs> open in short areas and he's got this great quickness and can drive targets. And so in PPR, that's going to be fantastic. Uh, you've got players that... Uh, are are like uh, Devonte Smith, who is kind of like a hybrid, who who is this this weird combination of he's not an X because he's not big enough to go downfield and beat players, you know that way, but he's not really a slot. So he like he plays in the slot, but can go downfield and get outside from there. You got guys like Rashad Bateman, who is uh, this he can kind of do everything. He's the, the queen chess piece that you can move and do all. So we call them all receivers, 
I mean, it's wide receiver. But the things I'm looking for with these guys differ wildly depending on what I expect them to do in the NFL. How do you put that into your, your evaluation of the players then? So, so when, I, when I do my evaluation, it's, it's the straight like, okay, this is, you know, so uh, Rondell Moore. Let's take Rondell Moore, for example. So I gave him a, a seven in hands, a nine on his route and break. So that's like creating separation at the stem of your route. Things like that. Uh, once, I, once I get that all done, then I go figure out what kind of receiver he is. And because he's a slot receiver who should drive high volume, I'm looking at his route break. I'm looking at his separation. I'm looking at his post catch a lot more than I'm looking at his release, a lot more than I'm looking at his ability to play on the sideline, a lot more than I'm, I'm looking at his high point ability. So, so a player like Jamar Chase, it's the opposite where – I don't necessarily care about his post-catch ability because he's winning down the field. If he's got it, that's great. But, you know, he's going to be that traditional X receiver, and so I'm looking for his release at the line of scrimmage, and I'm looking for his ability in traffic and his ability to go up and high point the ball. And so it, it really depends on once you get to the point where you're doing your rankings, it depends on the type of, of wide receiver. Right now I'm just looking at who's good. Like who, who I who I deem is is a good player. Jeremy, do you have those kind of feelings when you're doing your rankings with these players? Yeah, I've had to redo you know over the years my process too because of not you know coming through in drafts and just kind of wondering why I missed on players as well. And so the confidence ratings is a lot like what Zach's doing because I, the whole argument about film versus metrics and those guys that spar on Twitter, <laughs> if you're not using all the information that you have available to you, the good information and, and being, and being smart about it. And like, you know, Zach said, get, taking the bits and pieces that matter, sort of uh, picking and choosing what you want and letting other people do the work, the secondhand research, the secondary research I feel like you're just wasting a lot of time. There are so many people out there that are better at evaluating players that are better with numbers, but you can use the ones that are, that you think are important and you can use it to, to, to glean that. I mean, um, pare that list down. So I, yeah, a lot like Zach, really, I mean, not, you know, d different, I'm sure in ways, Zach's a really bright guy, but you have to use what's at your disposal and there's a ton of it. And I, and I, I love how Zach has, um, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, and Tylon Wallace ranked highly because those are three guys that I really think are great players too. Um, and not everybody has those guys that high. Well, with your confidence ratings, which you talk about a lot on the show, I was just wondering, do you have that whole, there's different types of wide receivers and when you look at them, are yes. you looking at them differently? Yeah. 100%. You know, not all guys can play in the slot. Not all guys can be a dominant wide receiver. Um, you're, you're looking at them to take a different role in the NFL probably. Um, so, yeah, you have to evaluate them a little bit differently. They, they get confidence ratings, but it's not at the same position. Shane, you know, we don't really talk about it too much with your process. You know, Jeremy tells us about his confidence ratings all the time. But what's your process for getting these wide receivers and these rookies? Oh, for rookies. Um, draft capital and reading with um, other people smarter than me wrote. You know, I'm not smart they enough to it. figure out if a player is good. Physically, I can tell if a guy's athletic. You know what I mean? Right. I loved Corey Coleman. I was like, this guy's going to be a fucking monster. He's He runs fast and he jumps high. Um, and apparently it takes more than that. So what I do is I wait for the, the, the people that are good with this part of it to tell me who I should like. And then I whittle it down from there. I wish I had done that before drafting Corey Coleman in so many places yeah. way too high. Yeah. I am so glad you said that because a lot of times that's how I do it too. But I just wanted to see if there was something different for you. I, I tried a couple years um, and I can still do it. Like I can watch film and I kind of understand what I'm, what's going on. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But it's too in-depth for me. It's like I don't understand like how what's a good stem, what's a bad stem. Like, I don't know if it's a, a, a good move because it worked or if it's a bad m double move because it didn't work, but it was a good move. It was just it didn't work, you know? So <laughs> I don't even pretend to try. I look at, look, I look at Zach's list and I go, hmm, well, Jalen Waddle seems low. 
is Jalen Waddle so low? How do 15 other people that do this feel about Jalen Waddle? See, and we've like talked about that. We've talked about that before because, you know, for me, I've watched NFL my entire life, but I've never watched college football. The only time I ever liked college football, college football was when I was at University of Florida when Emmett Smith was playing. That's the only time I watched college. Other than that, I never really did. So a lot of times, like you just said, Shane, I look to the experts to do it. And it's always great. This is the time of the year when all the information comes flooding out. So you get to see all this stuff that comes out. And Zach, I see you shaking your head. You know, we, we, we've had this unprecedented year of what we've gone through where we missed a lot of things. And now we're going into the second year where we are missing some things. Like you mentioned, we don't have the combine this year. How is that working? How do you adjust for that with all your information that you do? So it, the combine doesn't really, I don't, I don't change much with the combine per se. Uh, what it, what it does for me is some of the lower conference players, it, it gives me a, a baseline of their athleticism. So somebody like Jarrett Patterson, who's a running back out of Buffalo this year, uh, you know, was is second all time in Buffalo in rushing yards. And he did it in like 230 fewer carries than the, than the next guy. And I, I think he was like 165 yards short of being first all time. Well, is he a player that is going to be an NFL caliber athlete who was playing in a lower conference or was he just a good player in a lower conference and, and able to roll those, those yards up. And so that's what missing the combine for me uh, does is, is you're not getting those baseline numbers, you know, that you trust on, on some of these lower conference guys Uh, in terms of like the COVID season though, you know, you're you're having some teams played six games, some teams played 10 games, some teams played 13 games. And it, it's been a real kind of trick to find games enough to watch. And and the, the guys who have done traditionally done the cut ups, which, you know, if you find people. So there's a guy, Caddy to the Lama, who who does great cut ups um, and, and he'll give you every play of a of a player in a particular game, regardless of whether the ball goes to him. That's so awesome, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> so like something like that is is great. There aren't as many of those that I trust this year, and so I've been having to go find full games. This year, I did a, a bunch of makes me feel old because I call it TiVo, but I recorded a whole <laughs> bunch of. Uh, hey, at least uh, you didn't say tape, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I recorded a whole bunch of games, you know, on on my TV. Where was that where VHS I, or Betamax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said TiVo though, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he, th- I'm, I'm he said TiVo like, is old, you know. I'm like, like I'm at like ninety seven. Well, I mean, like I, I'm. I'm 40 I'm like I, I i i was there we like we didn't have vhs growing up shane's we like, older than you you're a baby like, 40 is I, a baby i was like i was like 257 sometimes we had channel 12 you know we were feeling good you have to go adjust the rabbit <laughs> That's ears exactly it too man vhf and the, and the three major channels and fox came out and we were shitting ourselves this is oh, great but no, there's have, no, no way he he dealt with what we did where do you live zach uh, nor I, I grew up in northern maine oh like, okay. we didn't, like they didn't run cable past the tracks until like 1999 <laughs> you lived on the wrong side of the tracks yeah. Then. yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah but but like that like that sort of thing was difficult because now i'm having to go through game by game and like figure out which player is where in a formation and then do the, when the play's over, do like the plus 15 seconds, plus 15 seconds. Oh shit. I went too far back up 15. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so like it, it made the process a little more arduous, but I still was able to go back. And what I do is I go watch, you know, two or three games from early in a guy's career, two or three games from the middle of a guy's career. And then I get to, you know, eight to 10 to 12 games total. So I'll watch that last season. Cause I want to see a progression of these players. I want to see if they have identified flaws and then, you know, gotten past them because that to me, the NFL is not a developmental league. You, you know, you don't go into the NFL and say, Hey coach, what do I need to do? The coach is like, you either do it or you're sitting. And, and so if you have, the, the ability to identify uh, things that, that are weaknesses and make them your strengths or at least you know get to a point where you can overcome them, that's huge. And if you've done that in college, that gives me hope that you can continue to grow in the pros. Whereas some of these guys, 
you know, they do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then we hope, we expect, I don't know why we expect them to do anything <laughs> different in the pros, but like, it, it's this weird thing yeah, where he's like, only athletic. We hope that that translates <laughs> to the pros because that's all he's got. Nothing. Yeah. It, and I, I don't want to go back to Terrace Marshall, but like he's been the hot button one because I've heard some people have Terrace Marshall up at like two or three. And I'm like, wow, are you serious? <laughs> like, I, Tony. He, I didn't see him on your list. Uh, he is, yeah, I think, 11. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, he's 11. But it's, it's a weird, like, this class is not as fantasy deep as everybody seems to think it is at least from my perspective because uh, i'm i'm really confident in like the first six seven <laughs> eight and then once you get past like tylen wallace you get to like amon ross st brown you get to sage surratt you get to Kadarius tony you get to seth williams like a death uh, uh, a dice roll like yeah, i'm not even uh, sure i know what order I want to put him. yeah i mean well and that that's somebody asked me where terrace marshall was and i was like well he's at 12 or 13 or 14 right 14 right now i guess and i was like but he could be as high as nine uh you know depending on draft capital and because everybody in that range is just like okay you got real real big warts on on your profile for me and and it depends on if an nfl team decides they like you and but but i you know i'm seeing the same mistakes over and over again and it's like oh I, it's not i'm not as excited as everybody else is why are you so low on Jalen waddle uh, and it, and it's not necessarily low on Waddle, although, I mean, he's he's fine. But I, I think that he he plays a lot like uh, Rugs did, where you know you're using that speed and you're you're not driving volume, and so in fantasy, that's not a player that I'm interested in. In in real life football, if I was evaluating for NFL. Yeah, fine. Jalen Waddle's a good player. You can he can kind of be that that queen chess piece where you can move him uh, inside. He can he can go from the inside and make a play on the sideline, and then start from the outside and go over the middle, which is actually really dangerous. If if you're an offensive coordinator and you can you can get guys running those crossing patterns, you see the Patriots do that a lot, where they get called for the pick play. Yeah, like Waddle is fantastic with that because he's so fast to the outside. You can start him in the slot run a pick play for him headed to the sideline and down and and that's great but you know how often are you going to get that consistently in the NFL for fantasy and and that's really the I think that's the the break that I have is when I do my evaluations it's not evaluating how good the player can be in the NFL for an NFL team it's evaluating how good a player can be in the NFL for my fantasy team. Yeah, it's smart. <laughs> well, the, the, wait. The, the one thing I want to say, Shane, when you just asked about Waddle, what I was going to ask him to do, you, you said, why is he so low? The the listeners that are listening, they're not seeing this list that he has. So when you He's say so, seven. Yeah, when, when you say so low, he has him at seven. So wh- why don't you, Zach, before we go on to further, why don't you tell everybody this list that you have here, and then we can ask the questions about the, the, the spots that they have. All right, so I got Rondell Moore uh, out of Purdue at, at one, uh, Jamar Chase at two, Devontae Smith at three, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota at four, Elijah Moore at five, Dayami Brown at six, Jalen Waddle at seven, Tylen Wallace at eight, Amon Ross St. Brown at nine, Sage Surratt at 10, Kadarius Toney at 11, and Seth Williams from Auburn at 12 right now. So that's that's where I'm at in terms of, of these guys. Again, this is pre-draft. This is pre-now. I guess it's right. pre-pro days now because we're not doing a combine. Mm-hmm. Um so, so there's still an awful lot of information uh, to be gleaned. And I, I actually really loved, like, I know we were laughing about it, Shane, when you said, you know, I, I like to listen to people smarter than I am. And, and I don't necessarily consider myself in that group. But what you said is brilliant. The smartest people I know are the people who understand when they don't know something and they ask the person who does, which is why I go to all of the, all of the metrics guys I do. It's why I value, uh, you know, somebody like Ray Garvin when, when he's watching the film or J Mike, you know, when we have differing opinions, like that's immensely valuable to me. Um, and, and so I, like, I really think that's, that's a sharp way to play it. I like um, Seth Williams. Cause 
is for whatever reason I'm addicted to big deeds. Um, <laughs> oh shit. I don't know what it is. Let's just assume second round draft capital for him, which might be a reach. Let's assume he gets second round draft capital. Where do you think he, he could move up to limit? So what's his ceiling? Let's just go that, that way. Yeah. I mean, I think he'd be about the same thing where he could get up in that like Tylen Wallace range, you know, you know, eight or eight or nine, some, something like that. Uh, I, I really think that, uh, you know, Williams does uh, really well. You know, you said he's a bigger player. He does really well getting off the line of scrimmage for being so big. And, you know, sometimes he has issue with too many steps when he when he is in press coverage. Uh, you know, you get heavy feet and, and, and they, you know, a player will think that he's moving quickly, but he's not going anywhere. So it doesn't matter. He does that. But when he does conserve steps, He's really good at beating press coverage with a jab. Uh, and, and he also is very good against zones, which I love. This is one of the, one of the new kind of the, the things that really pops for me when watching players is if they're not going to be a true number one, I want them to be able to beat zone coverage because you see a lot of junk defense in the NFL. You see a lot of zone in the middle. And if a player can get in there, all zones are cheats. So there are holes. And, and so if a player can understand that and understand that you can create throwing windows for your quarterback by getting into one of the holes and then stopping, like we call it sitting down, uh, then, then you're going to be able to drive targets there. It was one of the things that I loved about Justin Jefferson. It's one of the things I loved about A.J. Brown. It's one of the things I loved about Cooper Cup. Like all of these players. And, and, and I think that if you can do that as a, as a number two, then you can drive extra volume uh, to you. And, and Seth Williams does that. And he was a real tough evaluation because Bo Nix is not very accurate as a quarterback. I had a tweet, I think. I was watching Seth Williams, and, and uh, there was a, an Auburn game on. And all of a sudden, like, my timeline was just like, oh, this is the best play <laughs> Bo Nix has ever had. It was great. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. what, a, what a fantastic run. And I was like, a good one. Well, but it was, it was what a fantastic <laughs> run. And I was like, oh, well, that tracks because <laughs> – so who's worse, Bo Nix or Shea Patterson? Uh, I, I I don't even know. I like I don't know. I, I haven't even I haven't even really delved into quarterbacks yet because I I don't care. Like I, Kyle's got me. Kyle's got me so conditioned to like the one quarterback lead that like I'll watch. I don't know. I'll probably watch five quarterbacks. All right. Hmm. And then if more than five are drafted in the first round, I'll go do like a real quick eval of those guys and say, okay, you you want, you know, Mac Jones or you don't want Mac Jones. But like right now, I'll I'll probably watch the top five and, and give you give you my thoughts on those. But that's still three weeks away. And and I'm still digging into some of the, the back end wide receivers and the and the back end running backs. And this tight end class is gonna be fun too. I got a yeah. couple little Debbie Nuggets for you guys, all rookie Nuggets. Um, there's just he's going to be a rookie next year. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence, going to be pretty good. Um, running back Najee Harris. I'd, I'd look into drafting him in the oh first round. Oh my god! As well. Okay, I like Najee Harris, man. I know a lot of people are down on him, but I I like the way that kid yeah, runs football. Yeah. Most most of Twitter now, at least the podcast that I listen to, um, the people that are on Twitter are in love with Najee. We were down on him last year because he was old and he didn't come down. <laughs> old you, being 23. You, um, you liked him. That sounds like other people. Like you had your finger on the pulse. A lot of people were down <laughs> on him because of that age. I, I've heard this. but I don't know. Plenty of people were. were. But I think after what everyone saw he did last year, we suddenly went, you know what? 23 <laughs> is is not that old. I mean, oh my God. We do only you know, running oh, back. Do you know what impressive. I would give to, to subtract 30 years from my life right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, we're, we're hoping to get four years out of a running back, right? So he'll be 27 as opposed to 25 yeah. when he walks. won't waste as many years, that's all. Yeah, that's fine. You know what, Zach? You mentioned something early on tonight where you said the the time about looking at these rookies. We we did a rookie mock a, a couple weeks ago, and we, we labeled it a way too early rookie mock. And, and then you said that there was a spot where that's when it starts to matter more to you. When is that time frame that you think when it starts to really matter to you? 
You mean when when these rankings kind of solidify? Yes, it's it's, it's post draft because because that draft means more to. And if anybody tells you differently, they're trying to sell you something. Well, exactly. The, the draft means more to this process. It should mean more to everybody's process than than any of this in terms of, of solidifying your rankings. Because if a player is taken in the top three rounds, that means the NFL spent serious capital, which mm-hmm. means they're going to play the player. And and I don't know, like volume drives fantasy production. You you cannot score fantasy points without the ball. I mean, right. that is just how this works. And so an NFL team taking a player in the top three rounds says that they're going to give that player every chance to win a job. And so that's when it really starts to matter. Like, I start my process back in November. Like, I, I, I'm I'm not like Jeremy in terms of – like, I don't watch a lot of college football. Mm. I really don't. And, and I try to avoid uh, listening to people talk about these players – because I want when I start watching in November, I want that to be the first time I have heard or seen anything about these players. Oh, that's because cool. I, I want to have you know, I want to I want to get these guys with virgin eyes and, and go in and figure out what I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. a bit unbiased that way, uh, yeah. more objective, more than likely. Um, you're not gonna be maybe so keen on a Kadarius Tony. Um, some people (laughs) when you see all the stuff in front of you, but yeah, see, it's refreshing that you say that because it really does make a difference, obviously when they're drafted. Cause even Shane last year, we did a rookie draft prior to the NFL draft. And, and I don't remember, I think it was, was it Eno Benjamin Shane that you drafted (laughs) like in the first round and everybody was like, Oh, but then in the real NFL, he didn't go till what round seven or something. Shane's like, thanks for reminding me. Like, I I bring that, but I bring that up all the time. Exactly. It's not, it's not a kick on Shane. It's, it's just, look, I love this player, but if he tumbles in the draft, it's not going to matter how much I love him because I'm not drafting a guy in the seventh round. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the draft that was in Dallas, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I liked Equinim- Equinimius St. Brown, you know? And then I was actually getting on the plane to fly home when he was finally f***ing drafted in the seventh <laughs> round, you know? <laughs> it, and that's, it, you just don't the know. Is people hold on to that take through the draft. They go, yes. oh, well – that he's just a sleeper now. Like, no, no. The NFL just told you he's exactly. not going to get an Locked in. Take lock. And you yeah. may as well call that sunk, you know, holding on to those sunk costs. So you just don't want to give it up. Yeah, exactly. When, when you're presented with new information, if you don't change your opinion, if you don't change your evaluation, then you're doing something wrong. I mean, that's it's the Hakeem Butler. Uh, a couple years ago, Hakeem <laughs> Butler was... was Mm-hmm. Oh, was consensus <laughs> yeah. number one. We're all in it. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 and, I, and I laughed because it's the league where we drafted prior to the NFL draft. So yeah. when you said Akeem right. Butler, you see Shane and Jeremy's faces. <laughs> and I got laughed out of the building because I had A.J. Brown uh, as, as the wide receiver one in that. And I got laughed out of the building because, they were, oh, Akeem Butler. And I'm like, okay. I said, Akeem Butler's big, but he doesn't separate. And and then all of a sudden he was what six six rounds or something like that. <laughs> it was like, or actually he might have been a fourth. He might have been the the first pick on the third day. But anyway, it was it was day three it was and it was bad, like yeah, yeah it, it was, was like bad. <laughs> it, and he disappeared. You, and yeah, the yeah, only places I owned that guy were in Debbie leagues where I already had him. But literally the only place we drafted him in a rookie draft was the three of us co-owning a team. And we'll never. It, it's a funny story we'll have forever. Close to our hearts. <laughs> but that's the problem with that league is it's it's pre NFL draft, so you're making yeah, it, these decisions be, yeah. before the NFL does. Yeah, got to be more careful with uh, with risks for sure in, in this league. I'm in one. One league right now that drafts rookies before the NFL draft, and it, it, Russ Fisher's Dynasty Outhouse. And he was like, "Yeah, this will be fun." And I was like, "All right, here you can have all my rookie picks. <laughs> I don't want them. I'm, I'm exactly. going to evaluate players that I that I've already seen, and I I know where they are. And so that you, like, you draft all the rookies, smartass. Let's yeah. see how you do. And Zach, that's the way I do Devi leagues. I trade my Devi picks. Yeah. Go ahead, you can have my Devi picks. Fuck that. I'll take a player that's playing now. If you remember correctly, I believe we got A.J. Brown at the back end of the first round in the DFB League. And yeah. we got Hakeem Butler at 105. It's something like that. It was, we was definitely took Butler good. first, That's, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that I think that the part of part of the, the kind of reevaluation of my process has been the the kind of realization that the community undervalues slot receivers. 
<laughs> so so AJ Brown was was that uh, last year it was Justin Jefferson. I think this year you're going to get Rondell Moore in that you know 107, 108, 109, 110 range, and it's going to be a very similar thing where like he's he's ranked at, at my one, but that doesn't mean I'm going to have to take him there because because right. the ranking and the ADP are two different things. And so if if you can finagle around your draft position, you can end up getting steals. You can get players who you know, at least I think are top tier players further back in the draft. And that's how, that's how you win. I mean, that's how I build teams. Like I said, I am shit at trading. I am so bad. I listen to you guys. uh, (laughs) And and like, I, I I try to figure out, like, I'm, I'm always in awe of, of when Shane like fires off trades. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. (laughs) Like it's, it's amazing. And and Jay might, Jay Mike is ADD is right exactly, yeah. and Jay, Jay Mike will like have a plan, and he'll like he'll be like, "This is what I'm doing in this league," and then like two weeks later, he's got all the guys that he was going after. And I'm like, I can't do that. So what I do is draft rookies. Yeah, and, you know, and so that I mean, it was kind of my process came around by necessity because otherwise I would be absolutely terrible at this. It's funny because yeah, Shane makes the joke about ADD, but it's true. Shane will send out multiple offers to multiple people. And unfortunately, MFL last year changed their process. And if you send out multiple offers and somebody accepts it, you have to go in and delete all the offers that you've sent out there, which is really stupid. Shane, it's really Shane. annoying, MFL. It's really <laughs> annoying. It, it really yeah, well, is. Put in a help ticket, bitch. I'm on Twitter telling you this is stupid, and there's 86 people that agree with me that also say that this is stupid. Right. Why do I need to put a fucking help ticket in? This isn't IBM. You're a fantasy football yeah, you just got the notice you put the help ticket in just just fast track it i just saved you the the time it's totally true because i love mfl but that is definitely one of the worst one of the worst things they did however it worked out for me i'm in a you right now did i put in a help ticket i'm in a i did a trade recently in one of my leagues where somebody accepted the trade and i'm happy that it's still there that the other person didn't accept it because now they get to see that they blew it but um you know, there was one other thing that you had mentioned when you said about the combine not being here and the way the world is now. We've asked a couple of different people about this before, but do you believe that we are now going to get eyeballs on some players that may not have been seen if we had a combine? You know, we're going to get to see some of these players. And do you think that that's going to make any difference in some of the players that we're going to look at? I, I think it's going to be harder for some of these smaller school guys to, to get uh, drafted or to get uh, high capital because you're not going to have that. You, you know, it's, it's almost like Island games. So, so when you're playing, you're playing in your dynasty league and, you know, uh, AJ Dillon had that, had that Island game where he was in the snow and he ran for a hundred and something yards and two touchdowns. The next week you could have traded him for anybody in like the top 20. <laughs> Okay, it's the same thing when you see a guy, you know, on on TV at the combine run that four two seven and John Ross. And and all of a sudden the NFL is like, yeah, John Ross is a first round pick. And it's like, really? Did you watch him play? How well do you know John Ross? But that's so perfect because that that didn't happen. We, We all freaked out. Well, not we all, but a lot of people in this community freaked out because of his combine numbers. You know, they didn't care about his college numbers. Right. Well, but but. But there's so there's a give and take. So it depends. Now we're back to types of players. So it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for fantasy football, that that guy who's just pure speed, who may drive two targets a week and and every three weeks he catches one for a touchdown is is not the type of player that that you're looking for, even though for the NFL. If you have John Ross or Henry Ruggs last year, if you have him with the ability to go over the top and and pull the safety over the top because now you've stretched out the middle of the field and then you can send somebody up the seam where that safety's gone and and you know make big chunk yardage that way henry ruggs hasn't helped your fantasy team at all but he sure as hell helped the raiders you know and so it's it's that sort of thing and i think the other part of this is i think people are going to be a lot more leery of trusting the numbers (laughs) 
with pro days. I mean, right. you, you, everybody that I know who's a, a metrics analyst adjusts adjusts numbers for pro days. That's pretty objective, isn't it? Hey, we're sure. just going to add, you know, whatever, two tenths of a second. Okay, why? I don't know, because we didn't want to add three. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm sure there's more of a process behind it, but it just makes me laugh when, when you're like, you're not objective enough. We're going to adjust. <laughs> okay. But. Well, you made a couple jokes about Devi and about um, after the draft. How many leagues are you in? Like, wh what type of fantasy I, leagues do you play in? I, I'm not in very many. I'm I'm only in about eight leagues. So so again, really kind of close to the vest. Uh, I play in two uh, with Kyle that are one quarterback. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> But that, like, that's the only way I can get him to play. So and he's he's my guy. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. And and then uh, the other six leagues I'm in are are industry leagues. You know, with, with you know everything you want. Uh, you know, tight end premium and and two, you know super flex and and all that jazz. So like, but I'm I'm not in anything with with Devi anymore. I was I was in uh, Pigs three, but I just this past year just. Train me. I, I yeah. actually, I actually like pulled back probably, I don't know, three or four. I, I dropped three or four leagues that I loved, mm. but I just don't, I just didn't have it in me. It just, it, when it stops being fun, that's the point where I'm like, okay, I got to reevaluate. I got to, I got to pull back and I got to get to a point where what I'm doing is what I love to do. And it's the same thing where, you know, I only recorded six or seven shows this year. It's yeah. Been, because I, I've got to love what I'm doing, and if I'm not, what? Why am I doing it? Yeah. And if it becomes a chore to set yeah. your starting lineups on Thursday and yeah. Sunday, and it does, um, that, that that's too many leagues. <laughs> it's, it's funny because you say eight, like it's I'm playing it close to the vest. That's not a lot. But when we started playing Dynasty, if you told me you were in eight eight leagues, I would have been like, oh my god, how do you yep. do that? It's amazing. Yeah. And now we're in just way, yeah, clearly way too many leagues. So you hear you hear everybody like, oh yeah, I'm in thirty, or oh, I'm only in like. 42 and I'm like, 42. I'm like, man, I had, I had like four or five weeks this year where I was going and I missed waivers. And so I'm doing like first come first. Is he talking about us? Yes, exactly. He's, you're definitely talking about us. And, and that's the point, you know, we, we, the, between the three of us, we, we did that um, for Shane and Jeremy, it's way more than me. I mean, I, I'm down to 12 and I'm very happy with the 12 that I have because it's six of our listener leagues. And then a couple that Jeremy and I have done and, and you know i've got a handful of stuff but it, it, it's definitely true we we've said it here if it's not fun what's the point and and i think that the entire community actually embraced that and there wasn't a, a lot of kickback to people leaving leagues this year and i don't know if that will continue going forward but it does definitely seem like that was a trend for this year and and you're not the only one we, a lot of people had, have done it um we actually have a whole bunch of trades here that we we're going to talk about, but we've we've already talked for like an hour. So, well, we'll I'm going to say, well, maybe we'll push all the trades to the Patreon show. You know? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Great. Right, uh, we right, we're giving him extra. Wait. He wants it. The only thing. Listen. The only thing he's thinking about is his. Cigarettes. This is all he's yet. thinking about. It's a cigarette. So why don't we let's, let's wrap let's wrap this up so he can go smoke a cigarette. Then we'll do our trades with Zach. And yes, wait, Shane, Shane, Shane. Pitch our patron. Okay, pitch our Patreon. Then go smoke your cigarette so that Zach can tell everybody where they can find him. Go, but pitch your so, Patreon. Go ahead. So we have a Patreon account. It's the HQ Crew, and one of the things we're doing is uh, well, we're doing a. Donors podcast tonight. Um, we do at least one of those a week, right? Yes. Generally, right. every yes. week. Um, sometimes the same night that we do this show, <laughs> other times because we're old, we'll move it to another day. Yeah, we might be sleepy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 9 30. I need to get some. It's my bedtime. Oh, my God. Um, but also, you get the group meet chat. Oh, my and stomach hurts so bad. Version of this show. So now I'm going to get a cigarette. Okay. Tonight. Say goodbye, Zach, Shane, and then go Zach smoke. Stein, for the patron show, yes. so I'm not going to say goodbye to Zach. So no one think I'm rude, all right? And remember, if there's any kids listening, smoking is bad. Don't oh my smoke. god, say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Okay, so Zach, tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you, and and listen, we we really love having you here. Go ahead. So, 
So I am at Tacit Assassin 13 on Twitter, and uh, you can find me on the Dynasty Dummies podcast, part of the DFPN network, the only network in town. So we're easy to find. Uh, and, and I roll over there with uh, with J Mike right now doing uh, doing some rookie work. And uh, and so that uh, that that's where we're at. I mean, we're I'm, I'm knee deep in rookies right now, and, and it's my favorite time of year. Awesome. That is so great. I love it, man. You got to come back when we do our next rookie mock. We'll have some people yeah. on. You have to be one of them. It's been a couple of years since you've done I, that. I was in the green room last time. It was a great show. But <laughs> Yeah, I well, now we have StreamYard, and you'll be in the actual room Oh, my God. That is so right. Oh, my know, God, Zach. I was Zach, hoping you didn't right. remember that. I, that was not our fault. It just it was a mess. I get it. Like oh. you had, you had you, I mean, you had it was like Candy Flower. And it was like oh. Rich from the Nerds. I'm like, I get it. Like oh. it was a good. Show. I was I was in the green room enjoying it. Sad. I tried to kick people out based on their terrible choices. <laughs> it just didn't happen. You know what's really funny? It's funny you mentioned that, Zach, because Jeremy and I, when we talked about our show before we ever put it on the air, I had mentioned to him that I wanted it to be kind of like the Jimmy Kimmel show, and part of that. Jimmy Kimmel back in the day was that all the people that couldn't get on the show, they were all sitting in the green room, which became a nightclub. So it's awesome that you were sitting in our <laughs> HQ crew nightclub waiting and, and, and people enjoy that. By, by himself. <laughs> oh my God. That's so great. There were fewer martinis than I envisioned. I know. I, I know. Thought, I'm sorry I about we were gonna that. Get, <laughs> that is so great. Jeremy, tell everybody about our store and then we'll wrap it all up. Yeah, if you guys want to get some cool HQ swag, head out over to our store, dthq.storeenvy.com, dthq.storeenvy.com. Shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, COVID-19 masks, um, you name it. Shit Shane says on the back of t-shirts. Just check it out. You'll find something you like. That's awesome. And check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Also, anywhere else you hear podcasts. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Uh, I'm happy to be back. I know last week it was really, I, I felt so sick. And we, we always make all these jokes, or at least Shane makes all these jokes about me not being here. And uh, <laughs> Jeremy, I had made that joke to Shane about, yeah, maybe I won't be here. But I'm happy to be back. I love you guys. And say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>